then somebody's going to be, you know, the vote goes in and it just, they, they're able to change it. <laughs> change it. And it's a Brad and I should be on the school board, but you know, we'll see. Oh no. I wouldn't trust Trump to the school board either, but you know, I wouldn't trust any of his acolytes either. Are we okay? It's eight o'clock. The polls are closed. I can say what I want. Bye. All right. Let's cue, let's cue the music then. Okay, so that means if polls are officially closed, although um, same rules apply, though, in the, um, the municipal round, where if you're in line as the polls close, or if you're in line at 8, uh, eight o'clock when the polls close, you can remain in line until you vote. Um, I'm not sure there's... Uh, big lineups. There wasn't a big lineup for me today when I went to vote, and uh, although... Um, Oh, where did you go? I voted at um, Westwood Public School, home of the Hornets. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this is true of the Upper Grand Board, but it, um, the Wellington Catholic Board had a PD day today. So you didn't even have to worry about, um, you know. That was handy. Was that intentional? It must have been, because PD hmm. days are usually on Friday, not a Monday. So it must have been a an intentional move on their part to just... Uh, keep the kids away from I guess potential COVID contamination what have you um, or just you know it's the presumption that maybe it's going to be a busy school day so or a busy voting day and um, you know maybe you don't want the kids running around and uh, disrupting the poll workers and, and I guess vice versa having the poll workers disrupt the, the kids routine so um, yeah so I, I went up to Westwood Public School and uh, went in pretty easy enough I didn't get a voter's card did you get a voter's card? I did, but I voted by mail. Interesting. Okay, yeah. I was prepared I d- enough to, to get everything in line before, uh, you know, just just to do it that way. And I, we did. Well, we actually, yeah, <laughs> registered for voting online, and then the voters' cards came or something. But they did come, so. Interesting, uh, yeah. You didn't get one at all, eh? Well, that's surprising because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't get one. My sister Elizabeth, though, got one, and she um, <laughs> hasn't lived uh, in Guelph for a year now. Um, well, I have to say, I got uh, eight letters today, having not had one for like two months. So it was really, <laughs> it was like, let's hang on to Hertz's mail. Something else that also appeared this morning, I think somebody was in the neighborhood was uh, punking me a little bit. Oh, yeah. Look out the front door, look on the steps. What's there? A copy of Druthers. Ooh. So <laughs> it's that kind of neighborhood. I just kind of gently looked around at all the neighbor's porches and nobody else had one. So. I don't know if my location has been disclosed, but I, I've, I've got the feeling that it's somebody that I know was, was uh, trying to you know, play a little prank. And if you're out there, it was pretty funny. <laughs> pretty funny. I was finding that thing everywhere. I don't know if I told you this, Adam. I found, I found one in the, the local food pantry, and I, I'm, a, I'm a regular on the, uh, 
Guelph Little Library circuit. I'm building one so everyone will know where the bunker is soon enough because of the literature that will be in there. However, every one of those <laughs> had a copy of Druthers in it. And I'm like, I've never seen this. I've never... You've never seen a Druthers? I've seen it. Well, actually, the first time I saw a Druthers was a couple of weeks ago, the one that I got out of the food pantry on Alice Street. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been blessed that I haven't seen it until now. I can't, you know the old classic, oh, this isn't good enough to line a birdcage. I use them for oil changes, so... Um, I haven't done the oil change for the for the winter yet, so <laughs> any stuff like that, Epoch Times, also also referenced by a candidate, um, the school board candidate in Waterloo. Is that the with. is that the one who was suspended? I, yeah, I don't have the, I don't have the list of names in front of me. <laughs> uh, Mike Mike Ramsey, there you that's go. What, hey, yeah, Mike Ramsey, of, that's right. Yeah, Mike Ramsey uh, has. Um, I don't know if it's a mock-up, but he had his picture uh, on the a report about him in the Epoch Times, which I suppose was him because he was standing up against woke. So, Epoch Times is another oil change uh, worthy uh, <laughs> outlet. So, the opinions expressed after eight o'clock are those of Hertz <laughs> and Donaldson, and are not those of the station, the university, Zoom. <laughs> Whatever the heck else? Uh, uh, so, you no, know, are are the are the polls actually closed, Adam? Or have there been some problems? What, what is your? Um... Um, well, there's no data found yet. Um, I, 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 there's a Hopefully not a four right? <laughs> <laughs> No, there's no data yet. I, I imagine um, we, it, it won't be immediate although they they are using tabulators um i've been hearing some some people who uh talk to some people who maybe talk to the clerk and are talking about how um they're I guess there are two ways you can do this, where you can uh, get the tabulation uh, at the polling place and then phone it in to the clerk's office at City Hall before uh, taking all the materials back to City Hall, which would certainly expedite this. Um, But it also could be that they're taking the machines down to City Hall. So they can get those numbers directly from the the machines. <laughs> Somebody themselves. handcuffed to it, or walking down the street. In the- I mean, maybe it's- my results page is is hilarious. I won't mention who it is. It says your request cannot be completed. Please contact customer service. I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I, I need to take a screen capture of this because it's too funny. Like customer service. Um, your call is number one sixteen. And yeah, uh-huh, okay. I mean, we joke about, you know, sort of hiccups today, but there have been, like, transit hiccups today that um, apparently they're, um, from what was reported, they had a driver shortage today, which caused some routes to be canceled and some things to be moved around. So, um, you know, if you want to move people around quickly, well, not quickly, but if you want to move people around efficiently, that's usually the role of transit. And, yeah. I mean, a lot of people who who use accessibility service that probably left them out to dry. It's um, kind of a big concern, and it's kind of interesting that um, on election day you have like it's sort of like a you know it's not unusual on a any particular day for a bus route to be canceled or 
a couple of runs to be canceled because there, you know, there's an unexpected bus breakdown or there's an accident yeah. or something like that. But you know, just to have like a wholesale um, missing in action, um, uh, you know. Uh, staff members i guess um yep. maybe that's more of the the covid we're talking about too um combination of factors right but they'll yeah. it'll be it'll be covid although they don't really say that anymore it's just like we can't find staff so just to, it's a respiratory illness yeah speaking of transit and keeping it local because it's uh georgetown hometown proud for you yeah um <laughs> or maybe not so proud when it comes to certain things like transit i did see there was one candidate running that said uh that wanted to give uh georgetown transit the same as Innis- innisville that has just uber and i'm still surprised that there's no transit and some people in the area might be surprised that other than the go buses and the go train going through mm-hmm. that georgetown has no transit system it's like what how many people are there now Adam? i mean in the whole of halton hills it's over 50 thousand hold on in in that georgetown stretch that long like halton yeah halton hills acton and like the surrounding communities like limehouse and um but they wouldn't run a bus from limehouse to well this is i mean this is always well this is always the interesting thing is if you're you know running from running something from acton to georgetown it you know you can go through limehouse or yeah it's and if you're going from you know georgetown to maybe out brampton way you're going through hornby or you know it's it's an interesting question here um too because you know how do you get from guelph to fergus or elmira or Alora? um i mean there is a service through um wellington county called um ridewell um I guess it's a double entendre because you can ride well and it's a Wellington County service. Um, This candidate's comment was, everybody's got cars anyway. We don't need transit. (laughs) I'm like, oh boy. Well, I mean, in in Georgetown, yeah. Um, And, you know, to to give you a little inside baseball about Georgetown, that's how they like it because um, if you have public transit it uh, attracts um people whom affluent some some affluent white people might consider undesirable let's say and you know i i don't think i've actually heard i've heard that from somebody else in georgetown too so it, it is the common theme which is surprising but yet maybe not that surprising i don't but anyway should we before the results come in should we maybe tackle a, a few other writings i know you had the the hot list of like hmm how's yeah this gonna- yeah 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 well before that i i did get a i just got a confirmation from um a school a current school board trustee sent me a dm that indeed all ontario province all all schools in the province of ontario um were on a pd day today it wasn't just the wellington catholic board oh it's kind of like the Ford government disappearing until today as well, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're back to... And uh, I got the email today that uh, Steve Clark, Minister for Municipal Affairs and Housing, he's got a, a new bill to accelerate housing development ready to go first thing tomorrow, so... Oh, that should be interesting. <laughs> That's on the slate for Thursday for us, too, isn't it? Yeah, we're talking provincial stuff on, on Thursday. That's right. That's um, yeah, so let's talk about some other races around the province. I, um, 
I mean, there there are different levels of races. Um, I mean, one of them is like Str- Stratford with you know Dan Matheson leaving, and um, you know who's going to fill the void there. I mean, he's um, he's uh, Dan Matheson. I mean, he's not leaving completely uh, sort of uh, skid free. He's you know there was the whole gas plant thing that he got dinged on. Um, and then there's other interesting races. There's a 19-year-old kid named uh, Jack Kakalik who's running for mayor of Oakville. Oh. And, um, you know, in this article here, he says, he says community isn't just shaped by the adults. Um, so he's exactly as nerdy as you think he might look <laughs> like. But, hey, all power to him. Um, I was I, president of my student parliament if you must know i yeah. think he was is it even the student oh yeah always <laughs> oh, or, or junior achievement is that even still a thing i don't know <laughs> um i think that's a tiktok account now <laughs> at junior achievement <laughs> It's an underscore. Um, <laughs> Junior influencers, they're called. <laughs> oh, maybe. I, that's probably what... Come like, up with three TikTok samples for Thursday. Yeah, I don't know what they do. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry about the voice there. Uh, so. yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so it's keeping, and keeping down Stratford Way, and you mentioned Oakville. Yeah. Woodstock, my goodness, I found Woodstock, out Woodstock, yes, um, thank you. Woodstock's something else. The um, Trevor Birch who is under not just a bit of a cloud, a very large uh, cloud of assault charges mm-hmm. stemming from an incident in 2021. So not historic. And there's also a new set of charges, if I understand right, somebody completely different. He's on the ballot. He wasn't campaigning, mm-hmm. but in doing a bit of poking around, he appeared for the uh, the Unifor um, town hall. Mm-hmm. So he just disappeared, and probably somebody said, you know, just stay off the radar, and you know, the way things work, people just look like incumbents, stay out of the way. Uh, he, he surfaced, yeah. and it was really, I just watched the open and close, and it was like, hmm. And it was like he a week after he made applause. a, yeah, it was a week after he made a court appearance, too. Yeah. It, so, I mean, it's crazy. I don't, I don't know who's advising him. It's like, you're being charged with multiple acts of assault and sexual assault, so... You know, maybe now's not the best time to run for mayor. And, you know, I should point out, he's still technically the mayor. I believe they had some sort of, yep. um, like, vote of suspension. Like, you you are, we, we don't want to see you at council meetings <laughs> until until this gets sorted out or until we have a new mayor. And and he he still has kind of the audacity to run again for office. Um, it's just like, well, it's crazy times. It's um, That was an unintentional, like, kind of Trumpish voice there, but it... it you know, it's that's. I mean, I was talking to somebody today about like them having chutzpah, but that's that's like real chutzpah. It's like, yeah, sure. I'll, you know what? My my sexual assault court charges aren't going to keep me down from being mayor. It's like, wow, that, that's that is some straight up middle aged white man nonsense, right there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you get that playing that card of like well we've been in the community for five generations all that only goes so far right i mean i i think is that is that a is that a cover though for your <laughs> your multiple assault charges well no but it's you know there was a time i'm not saying that it was it was a good time either but like the, there was a time where these things were just kind of like oh we just won't talk about it but now it's just out there and he implied that too he said something to the effect of well you know you probably read some things on the internet it's like yeah you read the news on the internet that you've been charged 
But anyway, let's let's leave that for now because I want to go to also races that we talked a bit about Brampton. I think in that brief slice um, mm-hmm. before we were off there, but mm-hmm. I had just found out that uh, one of the uh, people running against uh, Patrick Brown is has a Tory strategist on her team. Nick Cavallis, yep. Cavallis is back. He's back. Uh, this this is that where that bleed between you know municipal and Ontario always insist. Oh, there's no parties, but man, they just totally going after Brownie, like. Well, I mean, it's Sorry, not- I said that very lightheartedly, <laughs> like he's a friend or I'm a fan. I'm not at all, but I'm just saying it's like the Tories cannot let that guy go. I mean, that they part just, of it is interesting. Yeah, I think it is so visceral. They're just like, okay, I'll get, I'll get Kuvalis, and but he's really weirdly, he's really popular in Brampton, as we know, because we talked about it last election that it's he's, it's not, mm-hmm. and he's established there now because he's been the mayor for four years, and supposedly he's very well liked. But, you know, realistically, you would think somebody that, you know, five generations of Bramptonian, uh, you know, somebody, um, it, that's normally how it works, but he will probably win again. But yeah, what's her name? Is it Nikki Cowan? Nikki Cower, yeah. Yeah. So unless you were like related, if you were Bill Davis the third, you might. <laughs> but I don't know <laughs> if I remember right, Bill Davis supported Patrick Brown, but anyway, yeah. So Kuvalis, man, that's why I had a name I hadn't heard in ages. Like, whoa. So I, I wonder and though, he would come with a price too. That would not be cheap. Like he's not just going to do. Well, maybe he's doing it because he doesn't like Patrick. I don't. Know. I I do wonder sort of what his um what he gets out of it. Uh, Nikki Carr is kind of what was kind of like the most obvious um person to to run against Brown because she she was a member of uh, the city staff at Brampton, was fired. She sued. She got rehired. Now she's running to be mayor. So perhaps she's... Again, I'm wondering, like, what Nick Cavallis's motivation is to essentially make Patrick Brown's life a living hell. Um, It's... Or try to, anyway. Yeah, like... It's really... that's the thing. Brown keeps landing on his feet. I'm like, hey... (laughs) I mean, it's like when he's going to run for the region and <laughs> Doug Ford got rid of the regional seats. It's like, right. It's, it's, it's interesting because I mean, Patrick Brown's an interesting figure and it's, that's hard to say considering how uninteresting he is as a person. Um, yeah, that's probably <laughs> but he keeps getting into these messes and yeah, like you said, he lands on his feet. Um, and I, the, the the thing I'm I'm wondering though is, um, at, at what point does he sort of hit the wall? I'm not entirely as confident about his chances for re-election, just given the tumult. I mean, the, the whole of council in Brampton just seems like completely dysfunctional. I don't know. I don't know if it's his fault, but it certainly seems like it because I mean he was also spending all that time. Um, you know, running up in the, in the last year anyway, running for the conservative federal leadership too. Uh, well, not all that time, like maybe six months. So it's it's like, how much are you? And local voters can sort of rebel against you if they sense that you have a grander. You want to use them for a sort of a grander political agenda. Um, and he, you know, you can make the argument he did. Um, he he used 
the mayoralty of Brampton sort of rehabilitate his image and then bounce back and then use that to try and get a higher office until he kind of screwed up there too. And I think we also don't really have any full answers. Like, was he using city of Brampton resources to run for the federal conservative leadership? Um, you know, and, and it, you know, you could, you could write that off if it was coming out of the Polyvere camp exclusively, but it was also elections Canada that, that, you know, essentially tanked his his campaign as well so it's it's interesting that um uh, you know i don't know it's interesting how so much political ink has coalesced over this man who just Mm -hmm. seems seems completely unwilling and unable to i guess get a job in the private sector i guess it's maybe what you know ray Ray says in ghostbusters they expect results i'm not sure if it was exclusively brown causing the divisions there but i mean they had months without a quorum right the 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 council was divided and they just well not enough people showing up to hold a meeting so like after months but didn't didn't they also uh appoint somebody to fill an empty seat and then that was like they, they broke they broke rules they literally broke the law the law of the municipal land uh, to do that so yeah that's that's what the the quorum issue was about because there there was the the woman who won um who became a pc uh pc mpp at in the june election and then so uh there was an uh, process to appoint a, a substitute or I guess a fill-in until the election that um, not everything was sort of properly observed. They didn't cross the, the T's and dot the I's as it were. And, and you know, the anti-Brown counselors refused to show up for um, council meetings for weeks that. and weeks and weeks. And that was, that was in the summer when it was kind of the height of um, anti-Brown fever, <laughs> if there is such so- a thing. <laughs> Let's bring it local then, just down mm-hmm. the road. The uh, Liggett v. McCary. It sounds like a court case, but <laughs> that was that's a chippy one, wasn't it? Oh my goodness! Yeah, like there's yeah, that, that was some there was some vitriol there, and um, I don't know which debate it was, but there was a debate with them. Um, where they they were on stage together, sitting on a couch, like on opposite ends of the couch together, and it looked like the worst off-Broadway play you've ever seen, but it, it, it was... Uh, <laughs> the musical needs to be written. But it was deeply... The un- follow-up to Hamilton will be <laughs> Cambridge Council. Yeah, it was deeply, deeply uncomfortable looking, so... Uh. <laughs> so we'll see how that transpires soon enough, I think. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm beginning to think that there are glitches across the board because uh, i'm just getting like blank screens and yeah there's no results yet what moon phase is it do we know <laughs> well there is results in toronto actually oh. um this is from global news so far uh john tory not surprising sorry i should put on my christopher curry well oh, it's not surprising um john tory has that 202,000, almost 203,000 votes. That's 60.52% of the vote. Um, 1,100 some odd precincts out of 1,500 reporting. So I think it's pretty safe to say that John Tory is the the still the mayor, still the mayor of Toronto. Um, the other race I'm watching in Toronto, Etobicoke North. There's nothing there to report yet. That's the old Ford Homestead. Oh no, there is reporting. Oh no, that's the mayor's race again. It flipped. It's automatic. Stupid, 
stupid computer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> it, it, it knows what it did. Um, I'm trying to find the other race of um, Cynthia Lee. Um, who passed away on Friday. She is oh, in yeah. Scarborough North. Um, she was the counselor there. And yeah, They um, said they were going to post notices at the polling stations they look. Yeah, and those notices post. seem... But then again, it doesn't, the mail-in ones would obviously... Have- I don't know if they've counted the mail-in ones yet because she's had 0% of the vote. So um, mm. I, I would think that if there was sort of mail-in and early voting, then either they're not reporting them or... Um, Oh, I, I thought they pre-counted. I must have that wrong. I thought they pre-counted them so that number was the first to. Yeah. Um, okay. Odd situation. But also, what was it? Yeah. Is it Waterloo Catholic is not having their school board election? Is um, that correct? That Did is half-ish true i think Uh um cambridge isn't voting for um their trustees um uh, cambridge gets three trustees on the wellington catholic board um so there was a snafu um (laughs) which is maybe proofreading by the (laughs) sons that's right i was gonna say that's calling it a snafu maybe putting it Gen, um, kind of gently, but there were two names. I think there were six people running for the Cambridge uh, trustees. Two names were left off the early ballots. Um, so uh, the the clerk in Cambridge called, uh, which I'd never heard this for an, ele- an election emergency um, on this uh, particular race. So um, they are canceling the results from the early voting because like in in guelph there was early voting in cambridge um they they, so they've canceled all the votes they're going to have some sort of runoff that is um the catholic board only in cambridge at some point so there will be no cambridge catholic board cambridge wellington uh, where am I? Cambridge trustees for the Wellington Catholic Board tonight. So that's going to be something that's going to be res- re- rescheduled. Um, yeah, our our trust. I've never heard of like a this like the equivalent of a by election for a trustee. Does that mm-hmm. that doesn't happen? Doesn't you want to talk about record low turnout? <laughs> that's going to be. I don't know the municipal act backwards and forwards. Um, what I will say is. Um, you know if there's like let's say there's a vacancy for whatever reason in ward two um within a couple of weeks of this election that it's entirely up for and this is a council situation of course i'm not entirely sure i'll work on school board but council would either appoint someone like say the person who got the, the third most number of votes and then they would be uh, appointed to council or um, they could run a, a by-election and I, I guess that this is kind of like one of those weirdo situations where um, it's um, yeah that's yeah anyway it, it's definitely odd I, I don't know what the heck's now you probably noticed this two atoms that I think Mm-hmm. proofreading is either at a premium or they can't find <laughs> enough interns to do it or something but the mistakes that are slipping through places where they should not be slipping through um i will say if anybody needs any proofing help uh i am available <laughs> <That's me. laughs> i don't have a linkedin i'll never have a linkedin you'll have to send a pigeon to the bunker 
<laughs> and I will edit your with the red pen and I'll send it back. No, but yeah, yeah, it's just. I can't remember where I was watching on the weekend, but it was somebody like bad guys were like sending messages via LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> that was like a plot. I can't. Rem- oh, I can't remember what it was. It must have been like FBI or something. I don't know. But yeah, that uh, LinkedIn was uh, a plot device because the bad guys were using. <laughs> Is it like that kids using Twitter on the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. I, I don't think it's actually true, but it is pretty hilarious and would be a good, I don't know, after school special. Mom took my phone, so I'm <laughs> tweeting my friends on the fridge. <laughs> but yeah, I, the youngins don't tweet now, do they? So you have to make a TikTok. Um, John Tory has been declared the oh, elect the the mayor of Toronto again. So um, four four more years of toast <laughs> <laughs> or milk, whatever you <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm trying to get results on our that. race, but it seems like the city's election site is down at the moment. Um, so it's uh, not great, Bob. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm tr- I'm also trying to see about Hamilton because um, oh that is where Refre- Andrea refresh your screen. I, there are results are in for Guelph. Yep, unless they are last year's. Uh, not yeah. Oh, there we go. They're coming in. Okay, hold on. I'll I'll give you the honors. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. There we go. Okay, Okey Smokey, we got three. Three out of 68 polls reporting, and um, that this accounts for almost 4% of the vote, um, or, or 4% turnout, I should say, almost 4,000 votes. So Cam Guthrie is in the lead in the mayor's race with uh, almost 2,900 votes. That's 74.68%. Danny Drew, they are in second place with 415 votes, or 10.75%. Mr. William Elbabish, Dr. William Elbabish, is at 238, 6.616%. Sheila McFarland, 134 for 3.47%. John mm. Kruske, 131, uh, very tight race for fourth. Um, and then Nicholas Ross at 60. In uh, Dare Ward 1, uh, we've got Dan Gibson with an early lead. Dan Gibson and Aaron Caton. Dan Gibson with uh, 615 votes. And Aaron Caton with... 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 <laughs> there we go. Uh, Aaron Caton with 293, followed by Michelle Bowman, Ty Mack, Dhruv Shaw, and Chidi Nen- uh, Nenwe. Um, in Ward 2... Um, in Ward 2... Yeah. In Ward 2. <laughs> I, I had to shut the loop off. I just kept looping through. Oh, is it loop? Okay, good. I'm turning yeah, the loop off. Loop, loop off. off. Be... Let me just... I want to jump to six because I saw something oh, interesting. Oh, sure. There. Okay. Yeah. Go, How many go could work on, on... when? Mind you, it's still early yet. We were yeah, only very, at like three early. polls. Yeah. But interestingly, Ken Yi Chu and Mark McKinnon are virtually neck and neck right now. I'm actually Within not Within a surprised. few votes of each other, which that is... That is... In, an int- that is one to watch i think over the next half hour or so however much time we have left like if if people want to uh check out the podcast i did with graham mcnaughton from the trib uh we're talking about some of our election uh things we're watching this election and one of them is uh, one of them for me was ward six because i had a uh, a feeling there could be an upset there 
That will definitely be an upset. So, I mean, that's worth watching. Um, going back up to War 2, uh, Rodrigo Goller, the uh, sole incumbent there with 553 votes. Carly Klassen comes after that with 423. Um, distant third is Raymond Sartor with 179. Ray Ferraro with 159. Rob Osborne with 155. Ilya Morrison with 88. Morgan Dandy with 60, and Billy Cottrell with 26. Carly Klassen is the one I'm watching in War yep. 2. Yep. Um, that was on my... We didn't actually get a minute to do predictions, but I, I was going to predict okay. Klassen and Gola for sure, but um, uh, I'm... Mm-hmm. Sartre in third, he, he will play the... Well, not play, he'll be... He's uh, a ward, as in the ward person. So I really appreciate this <laughs> bar of soap, actually. So Raymond, if you're listening, thank you. I did see him Make out. It shine, baby. I was like, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. I did. Uh, I did see him out and about, and I said that you got one of his bars of soap, and he he asked if you wanted more, and I said, I think he. I, I, I said, I think he'd rather. Ha- can never have enough soap. That's right. But uh, I think I'd, I'd like not- to get him to sign it. Actually, that would be. Oh my fun. god! I said that to him. I said that. Did you? I, did, I said to him, Scotty go. would rather have you come down and sign it. But uh, he seemed willing, so maybe we'll. <laughs> yeah, right. Weirdly, I may run into him. I know it was like a world traveler or something, but I guess he's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What What was the the the, the branded advertising was <laughs> vote vote for an Italian? I thought yeah, that was that was kind of funny. <laughs> um, here in Ward Three, we've got uh, it's kind of a tight race. Uh, Phil Alt uh, with two hundred and fifty five votes. Michelle Richardson with 128. Kevin Bowman with 118. So that's very tight for second there. Um, John Bertrand with 69. Luke Cousineau with 67. Dallas Green with 22. Sam Elmsley with 21. And Nathan Ford with line. Going to my ward now, the uh, Quattro. Um, Christine Billings, this is not a terrible surprise. Again, with only 3 out of 68 reporting. Um, she has 579 votes for 30.5%. Linda Busatil with 430 um, at 22.67, followed by Brendan Clark with 361. Adrian Salvatore with 252. Hitesh Jagad with 193. Uh, Justin Van Deel with 48. And Anne-Marie Blackadder, who actually wasn't running um she put in her her papers and then um couldn't run anymore right. after the right. deadline so um she got the basement the- is the place then for sure <laughs> and I, I had uh, well billings of course and and Buzatil mm-hmm. as a hot pick the third bit of a wild card was hitesh jagad who was known in the community i thought maybe yeah uh, he'd be up there um although like i said it was, it's, it's still early yet so you never know but uh, usually the pattern that emerges about now is what sticks, although that uh, subject to change without notice, as I say. Right on, right on. Um, so that just leaves, well, I mean, in terms of the council race, Ward 5, um, with Kathy Downer in first with 202 votes, Leanne Caron with 193. Um, that's probably, this is probably the safest bet of the night. Oh, yeah. Um, Lana Haynes with 66, uh, Hesham Kennedy with 36, Alex Green with 33, and Denise Renaud with 12. Now we're moving to the school boards. Um, So people, in case you don't know, um, there is two different school... Well, 
people may not know it's there's two sorry no. <laughs> <laughs> there are two different for those of you that don't know <laughs> there are two, e- two school board no there's actually four school boards but anyway yeah. T- yes there are four school boards there's two french two english um in in the english ones we have upper grand district school board which is i guess the separate or secular school board and then we have the wellington catholic district school board in the upper grand district school board you choose two candidates from each sort of ward cluster so we have wards one and five wards two three and four and then ward six and puss lynch or actually ward six and puss lynch you only get one the other two wards you get two and then in the wellington catholic district school board you choose from a slate you choose a slate of four from however many number of candidates there are so in the upper grand district school boards one and five martha mcneil um past chair and uh the only incumbent she has 590 votes and she's followed by Luke Weiler, local attorney and uh, friend of the station. Um, that's not mm-hmm. an endorsement. He is a friend of the station. But uh, 353 votes. Paul Nichols, 295. And um, in fourth and fifth place, Mark Peralibus with 201. And then Victor Akiwe with 146. And um, if you follow um, esteemed websites like stopwoke.ca you know that um for all of us in a way where we're kind of the the choices they were offering well what i was alluding to earlier and i can yes. say it now because yes. the polls have closed a way was the one that sent me down the rabbit hole it's like what what are you trying to say here so <laughs> uh the the yahoo uh i i don't know what else to call them i was saying convoy but i mean that doesn't really encompass i'm not sure it does a phrase from the esteemed doug ford the Yahoo contingent seemed to be in the basement um, <laughs> in one and five, which is not so, although again still early yet. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and again, that's my opinion <laughs> that I need to be clear on because we will get a talking to if I don't say that. So Every, everything except the numbers are opinion. Um, <laughs> so Lori White is currently in the top spot with 921 votes. Um, Kyle Rayburn is in second with 452. Keep in mind that um, there there are two open seats. Um, neither of the two incumbents were well. Linda Busatil was running for Ward 4, so she didn't run for re-election for the school board. And then the other uh, trustee, the current trustee, uh, Mike Foley, um, moved up north recently. So he's in he's, right. he's Collingwood, where he's yeah. also running for He's running for school board there. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, so Kyle Rayburn, uh, 452 uh, votes. Uh, Ralph Messenbrick uh, with 444, so that's a pretty close race. James Gollinger uh, has 373. Charles Albert has 300. And Jamal Nasir has 228. I have no idea. Like, Jamal Nasir was, like, one of the first people to jump in this race back in May. And to this day, I have no idea who they are, what no. they look like. Um, well, Gollinger and Albert lean Yahoo, too, though, right? So Gollinger, Gollinger did the Politico school board questionnaire, and I didn't find him particularly... Um, Yahoo, but and then he went on Mark Peralvis's podcast, and so I was. Well, that, kind of, that, there you go. Yeah, I mean that's all it takes. If you're on that podcast, then and as for Charles Albert, like there's he has almost no online presence at all. And then I I saw his sign up, 
and there's a web address at the bottom of this of his sign. I'm not going to repeat it because it takes you to a place which is essentially <laughs> stopwoke.ca, but more religious. <laughs> <laughs> essentially, but I mean, this is you know, this is alluding to some of the stuff we, you were talking about earlier, yeah. where it's like you know, um, some of these people who are running for school board kind of know that if they talk about um talk about their beliefs in a way um like uh, quite openly and this is kind of what made sheila mcfarland pretty refreshing as a candidate is um you know they, if they talk that they're gonna get outed and get no one to vote for them okay here's the last race here um or the last uh, update for now um katherine hauser and again the um ward six and poos lynch uh seat is open because uh, uh, jody belly didn't run didn't put her name forward to run again but katherine hauser has 96 votes uh followed by lily claimer uh sue uh, Suji with 30 followed by Cliff Pereira with 10 and Alan Remley with 10 and I don't know too much about everyone in this race except Hauser because she was the only one who did my questionnaire mm. but um, so there's that and maybe a reflection of why she has more votes than everyone else combined in that race. Oh, I think so. There is definitely a political bump in this town. But <laughs> when that kind of speaks to, and we were talking a bit about it and have spoken and, you know, shared on social media about it too, that mm -hmm. keep getting the question, oh, I don't know anything about anybody. It's like, please stop saying that. Between us, the Politico, the Today, the Mercury, and even CTV Kitchener, you, mm -hmm. you, you very easily find a little bit about somebody but also this is the reason why candidates put signs up with web addresses on them so you can see whether they're you know lean towards anti-woke or if they lean towards just you know the usual and that's something we didn't talk about adam is this the sign wars that went on sign uh, people wars. put a lot of weight into signs and you know i hate to say this it's like for early name recognition i guess if you haven't run before it is a thing but it's mm. just like there's just so much energy put into them and the return is so low and you know three years from now you'll be walking see one in the shrubs like oh yeah that guy um i mean I yeah sorry I, I i ward one just refreshed and there really is only a Did narrow it. gap speaking of signs etc ward one is one of the ones where there was uh, problems mm -hmm. like timac is in fourth only by like you know nine or ten votes so mm -hmm. i don't know if there's going to be a dump from the tabulators where that will change but uh <laughs> again there's uh that was interesting sorry i'm laughing at thing. the dump from the tabulators um but, yeah i guess that sounds <laughs> not cool <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day chief it's uh know. yeah it's it's definitely a figure of speech yeah um data dump if i had a uh, yeah needs a quantifier yeah um, so it that's that's gonna i mean it's gonna be interesting seeing how the rest of the vote comes in for ward one because it does seem you know it's very close right now between aaron caton and michelle bowman um michelle bowman famously wasn't like was doing like the reusable bags as signs so um it's because everybody's got one from the last <laughs> that's right endeavor right but no that is and, and there interestingly and i don't know if it was it came out of the whole sign fiasco but there seemed to be i wouldn't say a camaraderie but I noticed that on social media there was there was something that you don't normally see is that there was a, a bit of an uh a back and forth between the candidates mm -hmm. 
some of the candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of, oh, it was so nice to see you out on the trail. And there would be selfies with other candidates. Now, I guess because there's two seats, maybe if it was only one seat, it may be a little bit different. But uh, I thought that was a bit of a nice change, even though I'm not, I've been, I wouldn't say relegated to two, that's not <laughs> fair, but y'all cut up the ward. Yo, ask Sartor what he thinks about that, because I'm sure he's not happy about it either, just like me. <laughs> Although I haven't been, my family was definitely not here for a hundred years, but <laughs> it feels like it sometimes, but you know, uh, yeah. It's, I mean... Yeah, I, I hear you. It's it's it is what it is. I I I, I do wonder um, what what this race would have looked like if we had the one councillor for eight wards. You know, would it be a little bit more vicious? Um, and where people kind of would have ended up on the the map if if we had, because I mean that's always a thing. And I don't know if it's a it's a Guelph thing or if it's anything in um, these other races, uh, other places. This whole thing is like you know people being attacked because they're not strictly within the geographic confines of the ward they're happened. running in. Yeah, that happened a little bit too. Yeah, yeah well, that's uh, what I mean. When I asked Denise Renault why she, ch- I just it was a simple question like, why did you change ridings? Like, she said, well, I can run anywhere. I'm like, no, I understand. I appreciate that. This is like, there has to be. The reason that she gave was that you know didn't want to divide the vote too much. But when there's like eight, nine people running, but do you remember the election in Old Ward One where it was like twelve people on the ballot? Oh yeah. Like the ward was notorious for running a whole ton of people. There'd be like three people somewhere else. Oh, the ward there's twelve. And it was always interesting. Now I guess if you add up one and two now, that's probably twelve people. And that is something that's changed too. There's way more people running. Because I think initially mm. it looked like we were talking about it a bit too, how it was like, Oh, there's <laughs> only like three people in this race and uh but then a lot of a lot of folks stepped up. Yeah, it, it could have been one of those things where people were waiting to to see who all was not going to run and and who you know other potential candidates. And I, I've heard a lot of things about people not wanting to, or you know, being concerned about negativity and some of that like American style politics we've been talking about. Um, you know, and it's also quite the time commitment and. Um, it's one of those things where you kind of in the process of running you kind of discover how much you don't know or how much um how much maybe on the job learning you're going to do and i and i do you know i i appreciate that there's a lot of comments going around this weekend it's like well if here's all the surveys i filled out and here's all the debates i went to and here's all the oh i saw that and it's like i, I appear on one of those you're on you're you're there twice <laughs> open sources but i'm like I was like, yeah, we're on there. That's good. But I mean, uh, it's, but at the same time, yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's not a. Ref- like, I, I'm not. I'm not sure it's necessarily a reflection of commitment because if you're like working a full time job and running for council and and there's a hell of a lot of surveys. There's almost too many. There's nothing yeah. personal there, Adam, because I. You, but you've been doing yours for a long time, and I, I sense that maybe you've inspired. There was always like the. You're um, right. I I do coalition labor council and you and it, that was it for years but now it's everybody's like i want your opinion on this and sometimes it's really long you're right like maybe you need to be the cans need to be a bit more succinct with the answers but then that kind of gives the impression that they might not they might not they care, might not care yeah. as much. i i do you're right i i do kind of wonder um if there are too many um uh, too many 
questionnaires going out there. And I would never say to anyone, like, don't do a questionnaire. But um, I- I'm going to take... I'm going to take credit here, and it may not be proper. Um, I'm going to take credit for starting the questionnaires for election candidates in Guelph, because I remember doing it at the yep. Canon in 2000. I think it was the 2006 election, um, sending email questionnaires to all the candidates. And it, because, it, you know, Guelph is such a Luddite town, and... <laughs> It's, it's um, the, the internet was so cool. We're retro, we're classic. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Um, it's, well, it used to be the sit down, though, right? It was like there would be an all candidates. The Labor Council had one, and, and uh, yeah, and the Merc would have, would yeah, have and the Merc would do it. No, yeah. It was a sit down, and we're kind of maybe that's why the questionnaires are there's more now because it's just the times. But I, right? I literally remember riding my bike to a candidate's house to pick up their written questionnaire, and uh, <laughs> and it's. So it's, oh, those were the days, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, riding around. Did you fax it to me? <laughs> we didn't have a fax machine at the Canon. Teletype, please. Yeah. I guess there was one at the CSA office we could have borrowed, but that's okay. No, it's, you know, so I, I, I'm going to take credit for the election surveys in Guelph. That's that's my baby. So if you didn't answer my survey and you answer other people's surveys, you, uh, you owe me a nickel. Um, there's been some... <laughs> We're now up to 6% turnout, uh, a little over 6,300 votes. Um, Cam Guthrie almost certainly, definitely is still the mayor of Guelph. He has 73.14% of the votes that have been received so far. That's 4,537 votes. Danny Drew, a distant second with 731, which is just a little under 12% of the vote. Um... Other than that, I'm just going to flip through really quickly because I don't want to go through everything again. Um, it seems like the stats in the wards um, are, are relatively unchanged at the moment. Uh, Ward 3, um, about 26, 28 votes separating Michelle Richardson and Kevin Bowman for that second seat. So that's going to be an interesting race to watch. Um, not much has changed in Ward 4 or Ward 5. I'm not even going to refresh anymore. Um, I don't think there's been any real new additions to Ward 6, although um, Ken Yichu has opened up a, a let me do the quick math here, 15 vote lead over Mark McKinnon. That could be a photo finish um, if if some of these um, are, are holding up because people may recall or they may not recall if they're new to Guelph. There was literally an election race, I think it was 2010, where it was decided by one vote. One vote. Yeah. Was, it, was that not here? Was that not in the ward? It was... Um, no, it was not the ward. It was uh, Ward Three. It was uh, June Hoffland and Craig Chamberlain. Oh, because we had we, no, we had the one that was. Oh, and her name is going to escape me. Who had had uh, cancer and died like on or the day after election day? Yeah, that was. I think that was the election before that. I think that was Susan Fur Farley. Am I remembering that right? Oh, Farley got the seat. Yes. Um, oh, I feel terrible now. I'm trying to pull that out of the air, but it's a long time ago. Um, but it was this weird, like, photo finish, but then she sadly died. Like, um, okay, let's bring this back. I'm looking into the it up. I'm looking it up. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to, um, 
to go back to another race here um was it laura bailey you're thinking about laura bailey and then yes. kathleen fairly was then took kathleen the seat yeah, they, yep. they literally tied this is 2006 they yep. literally tied 1717 votes each and it was broken <laughs> and this is crazy that this is how this works but the city clerk draws a name randomly if it's a if it's a tie if it's a tie and then they recount and it's still a tie the city clerk yes. pulls a name out of a hat basically <laughs> so it does speak to the every vote if you are going to vote like your vote counts so. absolutely 110 percent um but yeah okay. like i don't know if they can still do it now but like for the longest time you could decide even a very serious soccer match with the coin toss it could be for the world cup <laughs> but anyway so yeah i guess that's still the way they <laughs> okay do rock paper scissors best two out of three and then you're the counselor no um i think you know for they should do like the the big bang theory iteration rock, um, rock paper scissors lizard spock it's um i think that <laughs> it, it, it it makes for i think it makes for a cleaner game um just to look around some of the region here, uh, yeah, Patrick cool. Brown has been reelected to uh, the mayor of Brampton, so that's going to be fun there for the next four years. Watching, watching Mister Bean bean it up all over the place and Brampton. Watching Kuvalis walk around City Hall. And You're right. Forth. It's it's a rare kind of loss for him. He doesn't usually lose. Mm. He usually um, Kuvalis, you loser. <laughs> it's on the record now. <laughs> yeah, can you tell I don't like that guy? Yeah. No. Um, he's not great. Uh, <laughs> still nothing in Hamilton. There's nothing reporting in Hamilton. So maybe they're having issues. Um, I thought it was maybe just, I believe we're probably both looking at the same site, which I, I'm not going to mention. But <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking at the city site or no? I'm looking at global. Okay. I was looking at CHCH. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Who I like very much, by the way, but there's two, I'm just getting like blank screens. That's what I said earlier. I was like, I think something's wrong. We done broke the internet. So, um, it says yes. here are the results and then there's a blank. So, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, this, this is, a, this is another race to watch in Ottawa, especially given that sort of all the drama that's happening up there right now with the emergencies mm -hmm. act inquiry, which will be another topic on this week's open sources. Um, Mark Sutcliffe there's is currently five, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's a five. Um, Strangely, it says zero out of zero polls reporting, but 51.64% of those no polls have um, so far gone to Mark Sutcliffe um, and Catherine McKenney, oh. who, who kind of made a name for herself back in back during the, the Freedom Convoy, is in second place with 37.2%. Now, this is, and I'm going to do the back of the hand math here. This is about 17,000 vote difference. Um, and I don't, I'm not kidding. I'm not sure what that means, considering it says there were zero out of zero polls posted. But uh, so it could literally mean anything. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, 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 
sincerely believe that there are glitches out there. So, which isn't surprising. Glitches it's those Dominion the voting machines. They're just. They oh don't my go. god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to bring that up again. Why? Somebody <laughs> got in the brain because I watched like part of sixty minutes for the first time in ages, and it was so interesting. Like, <laughs> it's like, so you're saying that that doesn't know? It absolutely doesn't happen. The the uh, I guess he's the CEO. He's from Toronto initially. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting story. Check it out, uh, people. But well, they sent the guy from. For, was it the rebel? Keenan Bricks. Well, he's not with the Rebel. Oh. They send him to. Oh. They send him to Toronto to um, to try and do something at Dominion HQ. They're all excited about the uh, the occurrences in Alberta and uh, Saskatchewan <laughs> right now. It's a fantastic <laughs> fake account. You should follow it. Um, they just took Hank Hill's picture, who looks exactly like Scott Mo. It says uh, Premier Premier. I think it's Premier Scott. No, I came across it today, and I was like, "Oh, this is so good." He does look like Hank Hill, though. Oh, it's kind does. of freaky. Um, Hank Hill would never drunk drive them. Oh, um, anyway, should we get back to it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's it's not our jurisdiction. It's okay. Yeah, yeah we're all right, but it's a true story. Um. Isn't he retiring too? Isn't that a thing? Um, so we're yeah, now there's Scott Mo. <laughs> we're now up to nearly. No. <laughs> yeah. We're now up to nearly ten thousand. Are we, we? We there's only like five minutes left. So do we have to do a quick wrap? Or are we? We no. I think we can go over. Can we go over? I don't see why not. Uh, Christopher Curry, send up a sign. <laughs> If we can keep going, <laughs> and the people too, let us know. If uh, just just drop us a line on Twitter, or whatever if you're listening, and uh, we will keep going. Yeah, we're, I'm. I mean, let's keep going. We missed our first hour. Most. Yeah, of it, we missed so the first hour. We have some energy left. We had we extreme on. tech issues because someone did something that was really simple that had a really big screw up on our. <laughs> It's like t- the butterfly effect. It was the but- It was yeah. the butterfly effect. The butterfly but flapped its like wings the, in Mongolia. It's more like a flying in and melting, right? That's yeah. that's right. <laughs> it's a bug. There was a bug. What are we even doing here? Oh yeah. Um, blame, blame COVID. It's COVID's fault. <laughs> it's COVID's fault. It's COVID. All right. So there are nine, uh, now just over nine thousand ballots were being reported. Uh, Fourteen out of sixty-eight tabulators. So we are. Let's say a qu- more than a quarter of the way there. Um, Candace Lepage says, "Keep going." So um, we're going to do what Candace says. Um, I don't oh, know. We have to. I d- yeah, I guess we have to. It's <laughs> we had one person tell us to keep going. So. Um, all right. Well, there, there's two. Also, we have another. Uh, oh, do we? Adam and his tireless and thorough pre-election coverage. Oh, okay. It's completely redisported news outlet. Be sure to donate whatever you can. Thanks to him and Scotty for all their pre-election radio coverage. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I have well, an update we'll be- from Candace. She still has half of an adult beverage to finish. So, um. Oh, well, then. Then we better, you know. We've got to keep our eyes on the prize. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, we have 14 and 68. Um, okay, uh, Juanita, Juanita Burnett says keep going, too. Okay, so 14 and 68. Cam Guthrie, um, the... the, the, the percentages haven't changed although danny drew now has over nearly 1100 votes um but it's still guthrie drew alba bish mcfarland krusky and ross 
in Ward 1, um, Dan Gibson seems to be sailing quite easily to re-election with um, 1,338 votes. Tightish race still, but uh, although the, the slots yeah. have changed. Aaron Caton with 704. Ty Mack with... 639 and Michelle Bowman with 588. Um, Darushan, the sorry, maybe the don't speak too soon word, I guess. Eh? Ah. In word one, yeah, that's a change. I, yeah, was it? Well, I know Mich- Michelle was in third, she was pretty close behind Aaron, and um, now uh, she's fallen back down the, the ladder to fourth okay so um we just had it we just had a bump um or did we no we didn't just i saw that it's a it says updated it said updated but it wasn't i don't don't see an update anyway we'll say secondaire viamond or something it's yeah you could be right not secondaire sorry apologies sorry candace catholic don't don't apologize to to Candice apologize to Dominique O'Rourke because she'll probably have some words about our French pronunciation. Mm, yeah. Anyway, um, Rodrigo Guller and Carly Classen are still the front runners in War Two. 1,872 for Guller, 1,498 for Carly. Raymond Sartre is now a distant third, 665. Uh, close fourth, uh, Rob Osborne, 642. Ray Ferraro, 612. Um, followed by Ilya Morrison with 322, Morgan Dandy with 264, and Billy Cottrell with 92. Um, so it's, I mean, unless there's a big batch of Sartre, Osborne, and Ray Ferraro question mark votes? Um, yeah, I, <laughs> it's, I don't know what ferrar was thinking i mean every right to run of course but well i'm all the mind and let you know let's deke into opinion here just for a second yes please councils everywhere do not need any more people in real estate on them and that's that's a that's a hurts one to grow on Um, (laughs) i wish i had that sound effect queued up yeah exactly but <laughs> do, do, it's like, do, do. Um, you, you've had your time on council and i don't know why you want to run uh it's up to him if he wants to but it's like it's i don't know i just did he run though because it bugs me that there's so i know i'm not gonna get too i don't want to get too into it because like, i'll go off on a total tangent maybe that's what the people want i don't know maybe we should take a poll again i don't know yeah i, I just I, I, like I don't remember. Was he? Did you see the chamber debate? Because I don't think he was at the chamber debate. Even I don't no. remember him at the chamber debate. I didn't. I, I kind of scrolled through the chamber debates just to see mm. who had uh, turned up. But uh, no, it's hmm. you can run. It's the same with like nothing against Billy Control because I don't know anything about this person. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing. It's like there's there's people in the race, and there's assumptions made that like I don't know if you're just doing it for a laugh. Mm. or on a dare or whatever and that's fine because you as i said you're allowed to do it <laughs> but it's kind of like you can enter the race maybe your pals will vote for you and mm. some other people mm-hmm. but if no you have to you have to run mm-hmm. you have to canvas you have to go to things you have to fill out adam's questionnaire at Guelph politico <laughs> you got to do these things or you're not going to get the gig so i i just i wonder sometimes why the rationale maybe we should do that maybe we should do an unpack as to why what drives them to run 
mm-hmm. because if you feel strongly enough about it, then those strong feelings should be conveyed to, uh, well, social media for one would be the minimum. Mm-hmm. But as we know with Guelph, you need to canvas. You need to get out. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to win on goodwill. And like going back to not to be a Ray Ferraro too much. He had his day, but I'm sure there are lots of people uh, new to Guelph, let's say. Mm-hmm. And in particular in, in this ward, which mm-hmm. is I'm into. I don't know if people know that. Formerly the ward. Uh, there's lots of new and fresh faces. There's lots of shiny new condos up the road of people who have never lived here before that mm-hmm. all vote. Or I don't know if they're all voting, but they're new voters. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't just run on the goodwill like, well, you know, I had this job before, and my, you know, they know me in the community. It's like you just you just can't. So yeah, anyway. rant over, cut. Right. The opinions expressed by Scotty Hertz are not necessarily those. I just feel like everything <laughs> needs a disclaimer, except for talking about the Yahoos, because yeah, I want to see them fail. We're going to get to the Yahoos in a sec. Uh, Phil all pretty much sailing to re-election in Nord 3, 1,071 votes. Um, it's still an interesting race, though, because we have Michelle Richardson at 465 kevin bowman at 413 um and then uh, so so there's some there's some friction there and then you have john bertrand with 294 and luke cousineau with 279 so um separated by only a few votes so uh, you know a fresh batch could come in and really sort of hyper accelerate um somebody's bid for that second share Christine Billings, uh, again, also sailing pretty easily to re-election. She's at 1,015 votes. Linda Busatiel at 722, although she does have Brendan Clark nipping at her heels with 665. Oh. Uh, Adrian Salvatore with 492. Hitesh Jagad with uh, 324. So there's, um, there's some potential there. Um, going to Ward 5. I won't ignore it this time. <laughs> but it is... Um, <laughs> Leon Caron, twelve thirteen. Kathy Downer, eleven eighty three. Laura Haynes, the closest competition is only at three seventy one. I'm gonna say yeah, we could probably park that one. But yeah. did you have the who, who told me the theory about signs on private property? Like if you just see, um, if you're in a ward and the sign, not the signs that are on the on the, the open areas, yeah, but if if there if you see a thousand signs in yards then you probably the odds are good that that person is going to win and i did notice that in here i am saying signs don't matter but yeah, they, they matter if you're just trying to draw a well it's a new conclusion same with cam there's cam signs everywhere but interestingly yeah i saw a ton of danny drew signs on in on private property mm-hmm but not only that and that you know he he, he commented we, we talked a little bit about and he brought it up about Marxist philosophy. Uh, <laughs> let's just say some of the houses that I saw Danny drew signs on would not be um, <clears throat> people that may subscribe to Marxist philosophy. So I think it must be tenants. I don't know. But I was like, I was like, why does that mansion have a Danny drew sign? Is somebody <laughs> punking them like I was with the drillers this morning, or is it? I mean, it is could there be something going on that we don't know. About, right? It so. could be a punk. No, it could be a punk because there was that. Um, oh yeah, that was insane. That the, that video that that uh, Ralph was running for the school board put on yeah. social media of like people taking signs from London and Milton and, and Wellington County and uh, sticking them up on these like the the boulevards in Ward Four. I mean, that's. Um, it's hard for me to see that not being like some sort of like just for laughs prank kind of thing, but um, 
it's I don't know. There ought to be a law. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there ought to be a law, indeed. So just to sort of go. That's funny, and one from the U.S. election too, right? Shut up. Yes, that's right. Uh, from that's uh, just plain uh, bizarre. Just, just on somebody... the other side of the lake, from I think Michigan. Yeah. All right. Um, here in Ward 6, uh, it's getting interesting. Not that it hasn't been interesting so far, but uh, Dominique O'Rourke is at 895. Mark McKinnon has jumped up to second place with 599, but Ken Yi Chu is only about 72 votes behind with 527. Chetna Robinson has 157, and Craig DeCero has 89. I'm going to go dip into the school board for a sec. Um... Martha I like Mc- talking to Ken because he said uh, <laughs> chew as in gum, and I was like, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> got a good sense of humor. He read my mind. Anyway, um, Martha McNeil is at uh, 2130, uh, followed by Luke Weiler with 1309, Paul Nichols with 272, and then we have uh, Mark Peralvis with 576, and Victor Ekewe with 498. So, uh, if you're worried about yahoos in that race you might be relatively secure um in uh ward f- two three four laura white has thirty one twenty four. um pretty tight race here for second spot kyle reburn with uh 16 followed by ralph mesenbrick uh with fifteen twenty nine, and then in fourth you have james gullinger with twelve fourteen. in six and puss lynch Catherine Hauser um, still has a pretty substantial lead over her nearest competition. Lily Clamor Suji with uh, she has 520. Clamor Suji has 186. And in the Wellington board, which I don't think we've mentioned yet, it seems like it's going to be a pretty clear re-election for the four incumbents. Joe Tresini, 1761. Marino Gazzalo. Uh, 1485, Vicky Dupuy, 1314, and Sebastian Dalbo, 697. The next um, person in line. There is Patrick McCarthy, who has 560 votes. Uh, for people who may not know, one of the people in this race, Robert Higgins, is a man who has written several things that walk right up to the line of white replacement theory, and he's currently standing at 344 votes. So, um, it looks like, uh, if you're in the Catholic board, unless there's a deep pocket of Higgins support somewhere in the remaining 44 tabulators, um, you can probably well be, be well reassured that, um, Higgins will not be a school board trustee. Hmm. We were talking, I guess we were talking offline about what we thought voter turnout would be. We are now at 32 out of 68 tabulators, so we're almost halfway there. And uh, voter turnout so far is 16.1%. So we were talking, I guess it was on Twitter, somebody was saying, like, is it over under 30? And we were talking, well, yeah, 30 sounds about right. And 30 is about where we're going to end up if this... If this kind of holds up, so if this if if these shadows remain unchanged, to quote uh, a certain book that people like at Christmas time, um, it, it's we're probably going to be at thirty thirty two percent. Well, to some people, a Christmas Carol is like the Bible, um, but yeah. So it, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting that it seems to be it's it's going to end up where we 
usually are, which is around the 33% mark. I guess the question yep. is, like, uh, you know, when, when, when we had internet voting in 2014, I just want to look up the exact number here because I have, well, I have the the election information up the turnout was 43 percent 43.2 percent that was the year we had internet voting which is wow. essentially 10 percent more but what it says to me though it's it's not like the bullseye it's not the silver bullet to to um higher municipal voter turnout because you know when we're talking about some of those federal or provincial elections we're at like 50 55 60 65 percent voter turnout so i am i'm curious if for people who are like well we need internet voting so we can get more turnouts like well we don't get that much more turnout with internet voting i don't know i'm just kind of spitballing here what do you think i I would think internet voting would help get the youngins out Mm, I say as a middle-aged person, <laughs> uh, lots of stuff being thrown around about the 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 sense of belonging of young people regarding mm-hmm. municipal is different, <clears throat> and it always comes up. And I ask candidates about it too, usually regarding the university, our home base, right? And right. It's like how do you how do you bring in not just the university but the students at the university because the majority of them, the majority, are from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do you how, how do you engage people municipally when you've got this body of, well, 25,000 plus around? I'm not even sure what the final enrollment is now, but it's higher, mm-hmm. uh, noticeably higher. Mm-hmm. How, how do you engage them? And you don't necessarily. Right. It's 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 hard. It's a really uh, difficult balancing act. But I would think if you made it easy enough that you didn't really need to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I both like the process of going places. Have you worked <laughs> municipal? I know you've worked other polls. You ever, did you ever work municipal election? I've never done a municipal, no. I just remember doing an election night once and you came, like, I was working a poll and you told us all about it. Yeah, I've done Maybe. provincial. I've done provincial. I've done federal. I've never done yeah. municipal, though. So that's, you know, kind of a blind spot. Maybe on that's part. Not, Oh, no, we couldn't do this if you were doing that, I suppose. But Yeah, I've been so dedicated to the to the yeah. journalistic side. I, I, when was the last time I did a, I, I worked a poll? I think it was probably before, I think it was probably the last provincial election before this, maybe hmm. 2018. No, I don't think it was as recent as 2018. I think it was before that. I think it was the provincial election before that in 2014. That may have been the one where you came in. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's... When we used to go to the station? I mean, we were talking about the Brampton situation before, right? Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I would encourage anyone to, you know, at least once, see how the sausage is made on the other side. It's, you know, they give you the training. And um, it's... Um, I don't want to say it's like it's not complicated, people, because it is... And can I ask? Yes. Yeah, you yes, can disclose this, I guess. What did they pay you, other than sandwiches? Um... It depends on the position you work. Um, you know, if you're just kind of one of the, you know, worker bees right. sitting there all day from, you know, well, it's not even from open to close. It's like from before it opens. Like, it, Is the, it above minimum or? Yeah, it works out to above minimum per I hour. Say, do I need yeah. to unionize these people? It's just one day. Like, what I mean to do uh, that would be interesting to you. Un- I mean, it's like one of those things like the actors unions, right? It's like the, the actors yep. unions. It's it's a it's an it's a workers union where 99 percent of the membership is unemployed at any given time. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's it's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I, I get a bit of a feed from the from somebody who recruits, and it's it's interesting the universe with non jobs. But of course, we're completely deviating once again from this whole election. <laughs> yes, um, I have to say, sorry, I just called up Vaughn there because I was curious. Oh Bond, yes. Uh, Bonds on extension due to technical administration problems, so we won't Beautiful. know whether. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's the um, that's <laughs> that's the Del Duca charm working, infecting everyone. Um, Mark Sutcliffe has been declared the winner of the Ottawa election, although he's oh. um, two hundred and seventy-three out of eight hundred and forty-two polls, so a little over a quarter, almost a third of the polls. But I guess there's enough confidence there that Global News has made the call oh, in I Hamilton. Know. Still no numbers posted, so I guess. On. It's interesting that yeah, the two places, definitely up in Hamilton for sure. <laughs> these two places were um, the ex leaders running. Yeah, exactly. We'll um, show you. <laughs> <laughs> we only wish the best for Stephen Del Duca and Andrea Horvath. The voting machines took the votes. Oh time. my god! <laughs> <laughs> and oh they changed the in the machine. <laughs> Oh, it's you know. Wait till Scotty gets. I don't gets, think Del Duca or Horvath <laughs> would actually way on. Wait till Scotty gets to the Italian laser uh, portion of the conspiracy. Anyway, let's do a quick roundup around the. Um, was the on the scoreboard, the, um, the, the percentages have remained the same, although the number of votes has increased, obviously, for um, for Cam and uh, Cam Guthrie, the, the newly reelected mayor of Guelph in Ward 1. Um, Dan Gibson. So we're declaring him then, right? Like everybody else has. So. I mean, I'm t- I, I don't know what the other media outlets are doing because I don't have them up on my, my board here. Um, but Cam, I mean, that's as close to you know being declared the winner as as one can get without official oh, no, official media declaration um in word one um it is still gibson Caton, mac bowman um it's pretty tight uh between Caton and ty mac only about 60 votes separating them gibson mm-hmm. though way out in front uh, gibson has 1463 Caton has 784 which is almost twice as much as Caton uh gibson to Caton. so i'm that's um if if i was a decision desk i might call it for gibson at this point um yeah. i might also call it for goller and classen in ward two uh goller has Two twenty nine hundred fifty one votes. Classen has twenty six hundred ninety seven votes, um, and then uh, then in Ray Ferraro has somehow made it to third place with nine hundred and twenty nine <laughs> votes. Sorry, um, like, but I mean that's uh, that's a seven you. vote difference between him and Raymond Sartor, and then uh, Sartor has fifteen votes more than Rob Osborne, who's at nine hundred and seven. Uh, over in the the Ward the Three. Rob Osborne. <laughs> yes, uh, there well, are. Re- again, it's somebody else that just like why? Why are you in this? You're not gonna. Well, I think there are reasons. You're not gonna talk to Politico. You're not gonna talk to the. I, I will. I will say there are reasons why Rob Osborne probably was not as present in the media as he might have liked. Does does he does he lean Yahoo? Is that maybe it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, we can he's, say it now. He's in what ninth place? Oh no, he's, sorry. Fifth. He's po- like he posted in Guelph No New Normal and in Facebook groups like that. Oh and, well, then, and you know, retweeting Dan Bongino, and you know, it's like at least 
you know, somebody like Morgan Dandy was a presence. People know, yeah, know her from things, whether yeah. it's just the breezy breakfast or other stuff. Which I will be doing on Thursday for more post. Oh yeah, analysis. tell tell us about that actually, Adam, because I, I, I was in, you're calling it a post mortem. That's a bit morbid. I'm not calling it? it a post mortem. The organizers are calling it a post mortem. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're you're, you're, you're panel. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, no. not, I'm just a panelist. I'm not doing the, the paneling. Slightly um, unfortunate choice of language. Uh, yeah, uh, that's true. Um, but no, somebody uh, watches a lot of Scandi Noir as well. I still thought it was. Like <laughs> 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 no, I am uh, taking part in Breezy Breakfast on Thursday. Um, you, I think they share the Zoom link on their socials, or you can contact them through social to get the Zoom link if you want to be there. Uh, bright and early on Thursday. Well, bright and early, eight eight o'clock. I'm not sure it's bright and early. It's you know if you're but a night owl it might be eggs, right? yeah that's them. right that's right that's okay um th- 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 are, you and, are you and who else uh james gordon and susan watson i think are the other two panelists oh. if i remember correctly so formal count council and uh regular council attendee yes that's fair and well I, I i wouldn't say james is former yet he will be former after yeah. november 1st um there's still two more Good meetings point. uh on november 1st um so, I mean, I, I, the other thing I was going to add is if you don't um, wake up early for Breezy Breakfast, it is played here on CFRU. I, I'm not, I don't have it in front of me. I'm not sure when it plays. I think it plays on. Yeah, it's like a remastered version. Yes, the... yes, that's right. And then it's on, it's, 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 there's also a podcast version of it too that's easy enough to find. Okay. Um, we're getting lost in, in the shuffle right, here. And we just had a big jump in the number of reporting. We're at, we, we're at 30. I think we're at 32 and now we're at 43. So we've had a big jump. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go backwards. I'm sorry. I'm going to go backwards. So um, in, in ward yeah, one, Dan Gibson is four votes short of 2000. Aaron Keaton has 11 21 uh, for second place. Ty Mac has 10 16. So that we are seeing some distance between Keaton mm-hmm. and Mac and we will see if that sort of continues on into the night. Um, big jumps no here. No wealth bump then, eh? Is that, yeah. yeah, no big jumps here for Gawler and Klassen. Um, they are still in first and second in the War 2. In War 3, uh, Phil Alt it has 1,591 votes, which is more than twice as many as the next person in the race, which is Michelle Richardson. Still, she has 680. She is only 20 votes ahead, though, of Luke Bowman, who has 660. Close. Yeah, very close. And that's followed by Luke Cousineau, who has 426, and John Bertrand with 399. In Ward 4, the Quattro. I'm sticking with that labeling. Um <laughs> Tonight from the Quattro. The Quattro. <laughs> uh, I Chris- think you can get that on Google Maps, and it's it's a lock, right? <laughs> Are you from the Quattro? <laughs> Just you just yeah. go across the handlin into the quattro. Um, <laughs> Chris, we don't go to the quattro as much as you know. I st- I'm going to take credit again. I started the three amigos thing for for Cam Lloyd and Mike, and I've heard yeah. other people use it in conversation. So I, I I'm realizing I have some measure of authority here. Um, oh, I think you might be surprised. Yeah, so yeah. so I'm. I'm I'm encouraging all CFRU you listeners in the future. Ward four is to be exclusively called the Quattro. Um, if you go past the Hanlon Expressway heading west in Guelph, you are in the Quattro. Um, 
Moving on. Uh, Christine Billings has uh, 1,679 votes. Linda Boothill has 1,321. Brendan Clark has 1,070. So, um, again, we're kind of seeing some distance um, between the uh, second and third place competitors here. Ward 5 unchanged except for the percentages um here in ward six um it is it is a race for for the second seat um dominica work has 2411 ken yi chu back in second with 1737 oh. mark mckinnon now back to third um about 140 votes yeah 140 votes down 1597 for mark mckinnon in ward one and five for upper grand district school board um there have been more votes for mcneil and weiler it's starting to look like those are going to be your trustees in ward one and five in ward two three and four we have a, a bit of a race kyle reburn has been in oh. second place all night he is now in third um ralph masson Mazenbrink has lapped him, um, although there is only a 15-vote difference between the two. Lori White looks definitely like she's going to be the new uh, one of the two new Ward two, three, four count. Uh, excuse me, trustees with 4,740. Yep. Yeah, she is cleaning up. Catherine Hauser um, has almost three times as many votes as her nearest competition, so she looks likely to be the new Ward six and Pooslinch counselor, and. Here in the Wellington Catholic District School Board, it is Tersini, Gazzola, Dupuy, and Dalbo, um, who are all the incumbents. Um, Dalbo has presently about 550 votes more than the nearest competition, McCarthy. So um, that, as they say, could be that. And you know what? I'm going to do the French ones. Council Scolaire Viamond, uh, that is, uh, I believe it's one. Um, so that looks like it's going to be David O'Hara right this minute. He, although it is, f <laughs> this is one of those things because like, there's there's so few people who vote in these races, just as like a matter of um, how many people have children in the, the French language boards. It's 53 to 47%, but it's 39 votes to 34 votes. So it's like a, it's like a, nine vote difference or nine percent difference but it's five votes so that's interesting well, that's weirdly i'm locked out of that one I, i'm not sure what's going on oh really okay yeah my yeah you're not frenchy and you're not frenchy enough for french the french races yeah, it might have been that terrible pronunciation <laughs> they're like pull us block yeah. or, or however you say that in french i'll look it up in google translate later uh council uh scolaire catholique monever um Jeez, my plug's about to be pulled, too. Um, no, that's not bad. <laughs> Genevieve Grenier, uh, 131 uh, votes. Patrick O'Neill, 20. I'm, I'm, Grenier is the incumbent here, and um, it looks like she will remain the trustee for that French board. So now... <laughs> she definitely has the, the French name of the two there, but... it's Yeah, it's interesting. So, so we're just after 9.30 here. Um, we have now 48 out of 68 tabulators reporting. So um, we have 20. We're waiting for 20 more um, um, tabulators to come in. And maybe this is a matter of just, you know, um, <laughs> plugging them in and... Uh, the the lineup to plug them in is is substantial, but um, I don't know. Um, but it's it's interesting. This any you have any thoughts, Scotty? I'm I'm just gonna 
I'm gonna give my voice a rest while you kind of. Uh, sure. You've been in general about Guelph or just just everything. About general. Because you know I have yeah. a lot of thoughts about everything. You no, know, but uh, I, I, yeah, I am, I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> Let's start with Guelph, though. That's why we do what we do. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as I had said earlier about how uh, we we've seen a different. Uh, uh, type of race this time around, not just just numerically, but the, um, the different strengths and whatever the candidates bring mm-hmm. to the table, and some not. Oh, I didn't. I, f- I forgot to mention, and this is a bit of an aside. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my uh, once the pandemic began, and that I started to walk neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and that has been interesting to do during election, just to see signs and maybe try and divine what people are thinking. But I was up at. Uh, I tend to walk up at uh, Wellington. At the cemetery. Oh, yeah. Fantastic walk, and it's part of the uh, Trans-Canada Trail. And, you know, this sounds gossipy, but <laughs> there was no no one around. It's early in the morning. It's kind of whatever. It, it's it's nice. It's a nice time to walk there. It's a view I recommend it to anybody, regardless of the weather. You're mm. in the pines, and it is quiet. And you get to see where they filmed The Last Murdoch or whatever, right? <laughs> one other person coming along the pathway, I believe... It was Sheila McFarlane. No way. Yeah, and I don't. I don't. She may have been visiting someone, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't think she would recognize me because people generally don't see me unless they know me. But I was. I don't know. I, I didn't take it as a sign, but I'm like, <laughs> I thought, yeah, I better go home and read up some more on the election. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a total aside about what's going on in Guelph. But I thought I would share that because it was like, huh. Mm-hmm. And a copy of Druthers appeared, but yeah. um, I'm keeping on about that. But I just think it's so weird. Another a, a news, a so-called newspaper, and then just putting your name on it and giving that out as election material. It's like, what? What are you doing? Yeah, um, yeah. And I would find it everywhere. Um, but yeah, I like the the turnout prediction is always kind of depressing. I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so basement. I think. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna hit thirty. Thirty was but my. What was my? What did I predict? Thirty-one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Might make thirty-one. You did a prices right because somebody predicted thirty, and then you said thirty-one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I predict one dollar, and then you get the car. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> no car for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. But it's we we cover these things. We traditionally have covered the municipal elections too. But it's, it's I wouldn't say it's, I hate. I'm not going to use the word depressing, although I have. Uh, <laughs> Go on. I, I really wish that people would put more stock in the local election. You hear it over and over again. How it's probably the most pertinent thing in your life. Yeah, provincial and and federal. We cover all elections. Provincial and uh, f- federal are a bit more. I'm not even going to say philosophical, but there, there's, there always feels like greater weight to them. But in terms of your, in terms of your day to day, municipal is where it's at, right? It re- it really is. Yes, um, I would agree. So if you don't, yeah, I know, I know you all to agree with me on that because we've had this conversation <laughs> several times. And that's not to say that provincial. Provincial is the overseer of all things municipal, and we're going to see some of that 
uh, evolve with this so-called and I asked and you did too asked some candidates about the strong mayor legislation right once again uh, I, I, I think that the Ford Tories are acting as a bit of a chaos agent to get some they want to try and achieve something that's not happening right now namely just sort of taking broad strokes to development and being able to do whatever they want well the thing of it is they can install friendly people in mayoral positions and give them power then we're going to see uh things change and resistance sort of steamrollered over to certain things so we can't be bothered with those hippies we can't be bothered with people who want developments <laughs> and gentrification um whereas if you ask most people they just want not only do they want to say but they want a certain style right of development in their area i would say the majority of people aren't anti-development it's more like you know could you at least pretend no no they do pretend they're listening to people mm-hmm. a good example let, let's go out uh, down the road a bit once again to Cambridge with, with the uh, the Amazon warehouse right mm-hmm. and there's lots of oh please don't put that in Blair right it was in Blair like please don't you know it's don't it's like no it's happening um, that that kind of thing will we see that in Guelph I don't know I don't know if we have this this space for that I think it's interesting in what's going on in um, uh, a bit in the south end and Hanlon Creek that was so wholeheartedly oh we need to develop that and then it just kind of like uh, and it's been a struggle to develop it maybe th- maybe things will happen maybe they won't we're going to see the same thing out in the east and nearer to here with the um, reformatory lands which are very high on the agenda and we asked a lot of people about that yeah they're currently paving the road that's why it's closed and of course when that kind of stuff happens that's when things start to happen said this before when the pipes go in and the wires go in you know something's going to change very very quickly so mm-hmm. is that a tangent i don't know i just went, I went right into the development i mean it's zone. it's fine I, I i think we're we're getting at some of the things like i was mentioning like internet voting like really change the thing or is it just you know make it easier to do a chore like you know how most of us do our taxes with you know quick tax or, or programs yeah. like that it's you know are we really like do, do we mean, really have like a more advanced understanding of how like the government collects our taxes or is it just a tool that makes it easier to get the chore done and we don't really care i, I think that's, that's the distinction yeah yeah part of it and it's kind of sad too is that people see it as a chore yeah exactly whereas i used to get a feeling and you probably did too and i think it was more so in the pre-covid universe mm. it wasn't a sense of joy there was but maybe a little bit Mm. You you have this obligation that you're supposed to fulfill, but there was also this kind of like energy to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like going back to 06 when we were hosting the show, and I keep talking about this, but, but because it, it felt, I wouldn't say like a, a like a milestone moment, <laughs> but there was an energy there. You know, there was this a level of it's hard to describe. It was like excitement, right? But it was a bit like a party. It was like okay, we're in the river run. You can have a beer. You can hang out with people. You can talk elections. There's people here from across the spectrum talking politics and doing politics. Well, I think part of that too was that that, that was 2006. That was like a mass. That was like a change election because we were coming off of like three years of just like bare knuckle dysfunction um, under that mayor Kate Quarry, and you know there were a number of councilors who were essentially elected. And I don't want to like boil it down to like just. The, like make it this like nakedly uh, obvious but they, they were essentially elected to um 
let let Walmart proceed at the, at the north end. That's that was kind of like the. <laughs> that was kind of like the library of the time. <laughs> well, but that's it, though. That's also the council that squashed the library, right? True. Yep. Yep. Because of what they did all of those years ago, that's what's left us with this legacy now. Where and it was surprisingly, and I mentioned it to everybody we interviewed, and you did a bit too about mm. library coming back to the after everything that's been through, and they've dug up the bodies, literally dug up the bodies. That there's bedrock. So we're at the point now where this thing is supposed to go in but then mm-hmm. there's like well no wait no hold you know your taxes and and it's like really you're gonna go there now you're gonna go there now after what what is this a a, a 30 year march now yeah I, i've been here over 30 years and i i remember this being on the radar even back then it's like oh the library what a mess yeah for sure 30 it's- 30 years i mean that thing is what <laughs> 60 years old soon if not now the library the, the current library i mean it's more than that yeah. though like um people may not be aware of this the elevator i'm not even 100 percent sure if the elevator is working in but like for the better part of three weeks the elevator at the library wasn't working yeah. and so if you're uh, someone with mobility issues and you want to take your kid to the children's library it's on the second floor and that's not like the e- you know easiest flight of stairs to take because they were designed in the 1960s so it's not very ergonomic um so i mean the question i think i have i talked to some of the candidates who were like pretty virulently like let's consider 67 million dollars for the library was like okay well what's the alternative then do we you know doing a half-ass library which you know may need renovations in five years because we didn't do it right the first time and if we don't do it built in the 21st century right and then we don't do it at all yeah and then what well what do we do with the current library like the, the the boiler is out of date um the, the elevator breaks it's not like really accessible it like it's pre-odoa standards um oh it needs to be nuked <laughs> no it does no it do. seriously it needs to be this is the problem with the like postmodern buildings right? yeah yeah it's, yeah it's not you know they, they destroyed the historic downtown in the 60s yeah that was that was trending, which included the um, the Carnegie Library and St George's Square, and, yeah. and um, they will they will argue they'll say, well, you know, the Carnegie Library was built in a hurry and it wasn't really in good shape. Blah blah blah. There are still lots of Carnegie Libraries across the province. You see them all. There's like the four time. of them in Wellington County. In the county alone, there's still yeah. lots in Toronto. They're all over the place, and that's yeah. a legacy of. You know, that is technically a P3, but it's from the olden days where... It's know, an olden, yeah. yeah. That was that was just how it was. But, I mean, to argue that it was like, oh, it was in terrible shape, it probably wasn't in that bad a shape. It probably wasn't in that as bad a shape as the current, now old library is now, right? So, yeah, what's going to happen on that corner? It's prime development space. Absolutely. Even though it seems smallish, it's prime. It's absolutely prime land in this town. The same as along the condos going in on Yarmouth, up, just up a ways a bit there, and right at, at um, Baker Street where the development is to go in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it's just that um, it seems a bit disingenuous to backpedal and, and, and come back from that and say, well, you know, we have to look at this again. It's like, well, you just keep looking at it. So, 
either make an executive decision and say we're going to do it this way mm-hmm. and i mean as P- everybody knows i P- p3s are a non-starter in my universe right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in a lot of people's as well mm-hmm. and I-, I think that's where these things get problematic in the, the as well it has to have condos it has to have it doesn't it doesn't have to have them <laughs> you can put in you can put in that housing development on you like and let's let's we've i guess we've talked a bit about the library but let's let's sort of drive this into affordability which has been another topic uh top of mind well before right? before leaving the library the other thing i'll say yeah. is that you know you're going on about p3s and it's like well the the new library project is part of a, of a p3 it's a part of a private yeah. development so all the people who are, are um perhaps uh skeptical about the the expense of building the new library perhaps don't understand that you know you can't just say we're not going to do it anymore and tear up the contract because um yeah. it's part of this much expansive redevelopment uh exp- and expensive redevelopment so um it, that's essentially a p3 <laughs> so but go, going back in time they yeah. could have had the post office for a dollar Oh, of course. And yes. a council was elected yeah. that refused to do that. Yeah, yeah. That one, one dollar, and that's not to say that, you know, it's it's just going to cost a dollar, but take that versus, what, 65x, whatever million. Yeah. Where, the, where that old post office was, you could have very easily developed onto it, either bumped it out or extended around it or whatever. What is the goal? The goal of a library, getting a new library, is to get a new library. It's got nothing to do with housing. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with any of the other stuff that they're talking about. Oh, and the surprise bedrock, that was my personal favorite. <laughs> We've only been, you know, the settlers have only been here for 200 years. And yet it's like, well, we couldn't, you know, this bedrock, we can't, this bedrock. You tell me you didn't know that? I mean, you knew there was bodies back there. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that, <laughs> that <laughs> is not the library nutshell. We could probably spend an hour just on the library. We could, and but. we'll probably revisit it again. It, it is uh, 15 to 10. Oh, okay. So, so um, just to look at the numbers again, um, it hasn't been updated since we made the jump to 54 out of 68 tabulators. So there are 14 still outstanding. We're going to do one last kind of round robin Um you know, maybe in another five minutes or so. In the meantime, I just want to point out, we do finally have numbers on the board in Hamilton. And Ooh. Andrea Horvath has a 460 vote lead presently. So wow. um, at least one former provincial leader might have a happy Tuesday. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not that much. Though. Assuming Vaughn resolves its, its, its issues. Did Vaughn have internet voting, by the way? Because that happened last because that happened last election in some places that had internet voting they had some issues after the fact I'm just gonna take a quick look internet voting yeah oh internet I was trying to uh, see what was going on in Cambridge but I'm kind of striking out there as well but I know Vabranovich is back um very very popular he was on the front of the uh, record on the weekend he was like yeah very very <laughs> gonna take it yes they do have internet <laughs> voting and in vaughn so that could oh, be yeah. the source and, and you know there this does need to be sort of a bigger conversation i hope it's a bigger conversation um when we have the next uh council um Come to think of it, I have an interview coming up with the city clerk about election oh. stuff. So that, that may be a Very good. Point. But one of the big barriers is, of course, that you know there's kind of no control over the voters list locally. And one of the things that the Ford government did propose, and it's actually something good, I think, coming from the Ford government, is having MPAC um, 
having MPAC um, take over the uh, voters list. Uh, no, no on, uh, uh, having Elections Ontario take over the um, voters list um, from MPAC, the Municipal Property Assessment Corporation, which presently oversees the a municipal election list for 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 reasons. Um, <laughs> so that could be a change coming in time for 2026. Um, I just got a the reason why I was so kind of. Um, uh, um, making anyway, uh, having too many things going on here at once. Um, oh, yeah. All four burners. There is a new mayor <laughs> in Woodstock, it seems. Um, it's Jerry, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, Accioni. Um, Trevor Birch has been uh, pretty. <laughs> resoundly defeated he had uh jerry i'm just gonna call him jerry it's mayor jerry yeah he's, he was he was a counselor yeah right mayor jerry has 3600 votes uh trevor birch got 305 so he was a, a distant fourth there were six yeah. yeah there was so there were six candidates um uh, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that there are 305 votes for the man accused of repeated acts of sexual assault who's still the mayor but uh hey um probably people that don't know it's possible oh i should vote i don't know it's, it's possible um, yeah he's the mayor already all right we're we're at 10-2 um so i'm gonna do one last uh round the tilt a whirl here um in case you uh have missed it earlier mayor Camp Guthrie is still the mayor, 18,862 votes, um, which is, I'm not going to do the math, it's late, multiple times what Danny Drew, the, the nearest competitor, got with 3,310. 71.45% or a B, as we used to call it. So. <laughs> well, that's, that's a solid. That's yeah. a solid, yeah. William Albabish, a little over 2,000 votes. Sheila McFarlane, about uh, 1,042 votes. Um, Edward Krusky, 894. Nicholas Ross, 285. In Ward 2, Dan Gibson, um, unless something really drastically changes in these last 12 tabulators outstanding, is still the city councilor, 2,375 votes, followed by Aaron Caton, who looks good to be the second seat, with 1,418 votes. Her nearest competition is Ty Mack, who still has 1,247 votes, so a little less than 200 between them. Michelle Bowman is nipping at Mack's heels with 1,229. Rodrigo Goller, Carly Klassen seem to have it locked in in Ward 2. Rodrigo Goller, 3,498. Carly Klassen, just over 3,100. Their nearest competition is Rob Osborne with 1,146. Uh, Raymond Sarcher is a little just a little bit behind with 1,090. Ray Ferraro a little bit behind that with 1,081. Over in Ward 3, we have Phil Alt. Um, with 2,589, almost 2,600 votes. Michelle Richardson still in sixth place with, or excuse me, second place. Not sure where I got six from. 1,119 yeah. votes. Um, and that's uh, Kevin Bowman, still pretty competitive with 1,041. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then uh, in fourth place there, John Bertrand with 700. Two, that is kind of surprising because I saw a lot. You know, you're talking about the sign competition. I saw a lot of Bertrand signs around, so um, it's 
curious or anyway in people's yards uh yeah i mean i mean yeah in in yards and and uh, i mean his also his signs kind of stuck out too because it had it had a picture on them his, his picture on them it's not just the the name so um a little bit of a surprise there uh over in the quattro uh christine billings with just over two thousand votes and linda busatil with one thousand five hundred and twenty four and uh, in third place there there is a bit of a break now between Bustill and Clark. Clark has 1,268. Adrian Salvatore's in fourth place there with 897. Um, in Ward 5, oh, are we stuck? We may be stuck right as we're trying to wrap up the show. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's it was a it was a this has been a night for oh, yeah, tech issues. <laughs> All right. Um Leanne Caron and Kathy Downer, twenty-eight seventy and twenty-eight oh nine, respectively. Their nearest competition is Laura uh, excuse me, Lana Haynes, eight hundred and fifty votes. So it is still Caron and Downertown in Ward Five. In Ward six uh, is still too close to call for that second seat. Dominique O'Rourke is ahead, 2,726. Uh, Kenny Chu has is creeping up on 2,000 votes. Mark McKinnon has 1,829. Um, so that the, the second chair in Ward six still too close to call for my liking. Hopping into the school boards, Ward one and five. Uh, Martha McNeil safely reelected with uh, 3,854 votes. Luke Weiler looks like he's going to get that second chair, 2,559 votes. Paul Nichols is uh, about 600, 800 votes behind there with um, 1,715. Perolivus and Akewe look uh, completely shut out of, of the race now. So that's Yahoo's defeated. Yahoo's defeated. Yeah. In, in two, I'm three, declaring that just. <laughs> Yeah. Unless there's a big batch of Peralva support in the next 12 uh, tabulators. Um, Lori White and... Oh, let's start with Lori White. 5,579. She is very likely to be one of the two um, upper grand uh, trustees for 234. Ralph Mazenbrink is at 2946, while Kyle Rayburn is at 2810. This has been kind of a race between these two all night. James Gullinger, uh, just not quite... Not a real distant fourth, but there is some distance. 20... 2114 upper grand puss lynch uh this is katherine hauser's seat um i think we can pretty easily say 1769 votes compared to 574 for her nearest competition lily clamor zuji and last but certainly not least in the wellington catholic district school board race it still remains tercini gazola dupuy and dalbo um dalbo has 1700 64 votes he's the fourth place finisher compared to patrick mccarthy who has just over a thousand votes now so that looks like i mean unless some there's some really radical stuff in the remaining 12 tabulators um that is going to be um your new school board and council again there are a couple of races a bit too close to call just yet um but i have to say i and yeah i was I spoke to Ken Lee Chu and uh, of course in doing the homework mm -hmm. uh, he seemed to have a pretty solid team together I would agree with that yeah so that kind of stuff goes a long way as well although 
not declared yet, but I guess are, are we going to do a bit of an unpack on Thursday? Or you know, you're you're obviously going to do it for the political. So. <laughs> we'll get to it eventually, right? But uh, well, I mean, here's the thing: is um, starting next week, we're going to have to start getting the 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 new folks in to get their first taste of um, a real open sources grilling um, they had a little like, all the candidates who responded had a little taste they got 10 minutes but now they're going to get the, the hull tamale with the 20 22 23 minute grilling that uh, their new colleagues have gotten in the past i'm so, sure they're already beginning to sweat oh they should they, sh- they should be sweating because I, I saved all the hard questions for when they're elected. No, I, <laughs> I mean there will be hard questions. Right. It's there's, there's there's a lot. Are you now or have you ever been yet? Those kinds <laughs> of questions. <laughs> Maybe not quite that, uh, but anyway. Voter turnout currently stands at twenty five point six eight percent. So that's not great. But yeah, I mean. Th- Let's, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up here, I just want to say, let's be clear, this is not the end of the work. This is the beginning of a bunch of new work mm-hmm. um, for us as uh, local gadflies and reporters and for the new counselors and trustees as, as they're getting settled and learning how to work together. This looks like it's going to be a very different council, like a lot of um, new faces, a lot of maybe younger faces, a lot of new ideas, and it's going to be very interesting to watch for the next um, four years, and I hope you know, everybody watches along. It, you know, I, I think we think of elections as the be-all, end-all of engagement, and they're not. And, um, you know, there, there's going to be big decisions. And, you know, election time isn't the only time to think about these things. And um, I would encourage well, I, everyone I, to, 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 to take take part. I, I did hear that from Danny Drew. And I actually didn't hear it from any others, but he, uh, they had mentioned mm-hmm. that uh, they're going to keep organizing. Good. In, Good. I hope in so. the way that they do, but that's it's a lot of people don't look beyond uh, the election itself, right? It's just yeah. okay. I've run, and then I'm going to wait, and then I'm going to come back. Yeah. Sometimes years later, but it is very important to stay on top of things as, as you do. I mean that that is the <laughs> job. What you want? Yeah. Somewhat self-appointed job that you do keep people appraised of what's going on oh nobody appointed me nobody appointed me no no you know (laughs) if no one's keeping an eye on these things yeah uh then certain things will happen and then i'll be like wow how did that happen so yes i guess it's our job to try and keep people a bit more tuned into what's going on we're in the city at that level we're trying hard we're trying hard Mm -hmm. well i'm playing the um Technically, it's the exit music for end credits, but it, since it's literally called exit music, uh, I thought it would um, work for our late at night coverage. We are coming up on the 10 o'clock hour. Um, unless then something really drastic happens, this seems to be where we're at. Um, so thanks to everyone for tuning in. And if you, you can join us at seven and sat through an hour of technical difficulties, we apologize. I apologize. Um, again, it, the solution was so... S- People learned about Adelaide Stevenson or whatever the heck was going on there, but yeah, yeah, it's um, so. Thank you for that. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for staying with us. Um, I don't know what's coming up next, but I am going to hit play on it, and hopefully it'll work. <laughs> um, so, uh, on behalf of Scotty Hertz and everyone here at CFRU, uh, thanks for tuning in, and um, 
Well, we will Happy see you. Happy Diwali. Happy Diwali to those of you who celebrate and, you know, onward and upward. And we will see you on Thursday on Open Sources Guelph and uh, every Thursday after that. So take care, everyone. Be safe. Have an excellent night. And to all our local candidates, get a good night's rest. And to those of you who are elected at the end of tonight, you better get some rest because you're going to need it. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. This has been Election Night Coverage on CFRU 93.3 FM, CFRU.ca, Guelph Campus and Community Radio. Thanks for listening.